Let's check out your headlines for today. To do that, we'll bring in Natalie Lovey from the 980 CFPL Newsroom. Good morning, Natalie. Good morning, Devin. London's new homelessness plan has cleared its first hurdle. Yeah, London city politicians have given their support to a multi-million dollar strategy to address homelessness in the city. The plan centers around shelter hubs for those in need to be able to access. It calls for 12 to 15 hubs to be built around the city, with each accommodating between 25 and 30 people. Each hub will be staffed 24-7 and provide basic needs, access to primary health care, housing, and income supports. Within the first year, the city plans to spend $2.8 million to build 100 units of housing, along with five 24-7 homeless hubs. Mayor Josh Morgan said the proposed system is a significant step forward for the city, adding the issue of homelessness as a top priority for his term. Uh, while the plan received unanimous support from city councillors who met as part of the Strategic Priorities and Policy Committee, some did express concerns about communication, accountability, and transparency. The plan goes to full council next week, where it's expected to pass. The first update from staff on the plan is scheduled to happen in April. A hiring spree could be on the way for London police. Yeah, London City Council's a step closer to spending $4 million to hire 20 new police officers. During yesterday's Strategic Priority and Policy Committee meeting, members agreed to receive a report for assessment growth funding for 20 business cases. The most notable request was from London Police, who are asking for just under $4 million to hire 20 new officers and four civilian staff. As the city continues to grow, police say they require additional staff to help close an already large frontline staffing gap. Now, the gap is making it difficult to respond to calls, resulting in complaints for poor service. During a police board meeting last spring, former police chief Steve Williams noted that public complaints about response times had risen nearly 300 percent since 2019. During yesterday's meeting, council members echoed the same sentiment of the police. Currently, London has 145 officers for every 100,000 citizens, well below the Ontario average of 181 officers per 100,000. London police say our property crime rate is also 86% higher than the provincial average. City politicians approved the funding request by a vote of 13 to 1. It now goes to full council for a final vote next week. Here's some good news. A community centre that abruptly closed last week is set to reopen. Yeah, the East Lions Community Centre will reopen today after a portion of the roof collapsed Friday. According to a statement from the city, a portion of the roof and soft set outside of the north main entrance at the East Centre came loose and fell to the ground on Friday night. Deputy Mayor Sean Lewis told Global News the damage is not very extensive. No injuries were reported and staff responded quickly to ensure that the building was secured. In an update posted yesterday, city staff said the centre will reopen today and engineers will continue to investigate to determine the cause of the collapse, identify repair specifications and estimate repair costs. The community centre opened in December of 2021, following years of delays that eventually resulted in City Hall removing the project's original contractor and taking over the site. Well, if you plan on flying out of Toronto during March break, heads up. Yeah, Toronto Pearson Airport, uh, Toronto Pearson International Airport is taking steps to limit the number of planes that take off and land during the upcoming peak travel season. The Greater Toronto Airports Authority is putting a hard cap on flights in and out of Pearson during peak travel times and limiting the amount of international travellers at the airport. 
The move is an attempt to reduce the level of chaos that was seen at the country's busiest airport last year. The airport will also put limits on the number of passengers in a given hour that arrive at each terminal internationally and depart for the United States. There's no official word on the number of flights that will be cut or if any flights had already been booked that might be impacted. Air Canada and WestJet have both made adjustments to their flight schedule. Last year, post-pandemic issues led to widespread flight cancellations, baggage delays and lengthy lineups at major airports across Canada, with Pearson the hardest hit by these problems. And a local institution celebrates a big milestone birthday today. Yeah, Joe Cools, which has been a mainstay on Richmond Row since the 80s, turns 40 today. It was on this day in 1983 that the popular bar first opened its doors. Owner Mike Smith says anniversary celebrations will be held throughout the week, with former employees flying in from across the country to participate. No formal celebration will be held, however. Smith credits the success of the bar to having some good luck and a close-knit staff. Let's check out what happened on this day in history. In 1638, the first Swedish settlers, inventors of the log cabin, arrived in North America. In 1692, the first three women hanged with witchcraft were sentenced to hang, uh, or charged with witchcraft were sentenced to hang in Salem, Massachusetts. In 1875, the hospital for sick kids opened in Toronto with sick beds, uh, six beds and one nurse. A group of women led by Elizabeth McMaster rented an 11-room house for $320 a day and declared the hospital open for admission and treatment of children. In 1927, the first Dominion Men's Curling Championship, better known as the Briar, began at the Granite Club in Toronto. The Invitational event featured eight teams from Ontario, Quebec, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, and Saskatchewan. This year's Briar will be held in London. It starts on Friday. In 1932, baby Charles Lindbergh Jr., son of aviator Charles Lindbergh, and his wife Ann Morrow was kidnapped from his home in New Jersey. Uh, the baby's body was found nearby on May the 12th. Bruno Hopman was convicted of kidnapping and murder in 1935 and sentenced to die in the electric chair. In 1939, Trans-Canada Airlines, now Air Canada, inaugurated Transcontinental Airmail Service. On this day in 1954, the United States carried out the first hydrogen bomb test in the Marshall Islands of the North Pacific. In 1963, the world's first liver transplant took place in Boulder, Colorado. In 1978, new federal election regulations took effect, ending political party status for the nude Garden Party and six other groups. In 1983, the federal government dropped a rule requiring licenses for private ownership of satellite TV receivers. In 1988, Wayne Gretzky notched the 1,050th assist of his NHL career, surpassing Gordy Howe as the league's all-time assist leader. In 2004, nine Hells Angels and associates were found guilty on a variety of charges, including drug trafficking, conspiracy to murder, and gangsterism in a year-long trial, one of the longest criminal jury trials in Canadian history. In 2005, Ontario became the first province to pass legislation to ban pit bulls. In 2020, the spreading of the spreading epidemic soon to be known as COVID-19 shut down France's Louvre Museum as Italy was recognized as the epicenter of the outbreak in Europe. And on this day in 2022, Russian forces escalated their attacks on populated urban areas of Ukraine. Ukrainian authorities said five people were killed and five were wounded in an attack on the Kiev TV tower. Happy birthday to Abdul, who turns 54 today. You share a birthday with Harry Belafonte, who turns 96. Ron 
Howard is 69. Today, Javier Bardem is 54. Mark Paul Gossler turns 49. Kesha is 36. And Justin Bieber turns 29. 